Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is part two of our Legend Series interview with Joe Cool, John Dorohy. Enjoy. I can't not mention the 1981 semi final Manly versus Newtown, Mark Broadhurst and Steve Bowden. First scrum win to Newtown. Renogus around the side of the scrum. There's a brawl erupted now. Three separate groups fighting. Broadhurst handling Bowden out in the left. And they're going out at Hammer at times like two heavyweight fighters, these two. And on the quarter lines, another Millie with five or six. Broadhurst down. Bowden still pumping punches into him. The line up by standing over them. It's erupted again. Gerard is having a go there with Blythe. Blythe is down. Tom Mooney's over there. There's uh, Jensen and Quillich. Is it Quillich? Having a set still going on. The referee's going to be put in under intolerable pressure to sort this out and still keep 13 on the paddock. Boyd with Rodonicus. And there's a headbutt got in there from a Newtown player and it started all over again. Well, the touch, I, I don't know how somebody can't get sorted out for this. Sigs were still throwing punches there. It can't stop. It's been going now about two minutes. Tommy Rodonicus is being held by Alan Thompson out on the right. If we can get the camera shot wider. There's Thompson still holding Rodonicus. And uh, that is the most frantic opening to a rugby league match I've seen in 35 years. Side note, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the fight, Google it. You have to. It is the best, almost brutal, you will ever see. Okay, JD, you're playing at centre. From your view, what did all this look like, Bowden and Broadhurst? Terrible. Um, Of course, the the scrum broke up and there was the group as such and then it sort of group sort of dissipated a bit and moved away from each other and... Uh, and sort of rushing in from uh, right centre because uh, it was on the on the um, on the members side of the ground, yep. the, the western side, and uh, then ultimately I saw Mark being smashed by Steve Bowden, and, and I actually saw the headbutt. Uh, and I thought, oh shit! And that was pretty much when he went down, and yep. and so I I rushed over and. Try to pull Bowden off and stupidly, um, because then Bowden tried to uh, belt me yeah. or was about to belt me, should I say? And then I hear this thud happen and thought, shit, what's going on? And they tell me later it was Terry Randall kicking Steve Bowden in the head, which of course put to him, off, him, put, him put him off me. Yeah, thankfully, and uh, <laughs> I'll forever be grateful to mm. Igor for that. Uh, but it was. There was one of the, there was fights and Tommy was on the go with, with the manly blokes That's and right. uh, he was trying to get into Boydie and um, and then funny enough it wasn't that long after that um, there was a, a scrum and then there was a penalty against Manly uh, and Tommy ran the ball up and ran straight at Les Boyd and as he ran up to him he threw the ball down 
and that's right. went in to fight yeah. bloody, bloody Les, you know. And one really of his mates. One yeah. of his mates. And really, but on the field, you no mates, of yeah. course. You're in opposition. But, I mean, at that time there, the referee should have sent Tommy off because they're yeah. trying to instigate a, a world war again. Um, but it was, it was it was brutal. It was a tough game. They had a really strong pack. Mm. Um, you know, another old West teammate, Steve Blythe, was in their side and he was a tough kid. That's right, yeah. Um, and, of course, Graham O'Grady, and he, he played tough. He, you know, mm. he wasn't the biggest bloke, but he was the strongest man, yeah. Graham. But he, and he had all the skill. He, he he probably could have played rep football quite easily too. Agree. Mate, it wasn't just punches. It was elbows. It was headbutts. It was kicks, as you've just yeah. said. And the really sad uh, part of this story, and I'll let you tell the story, but you lived across from Mark Broadhurst over yeah. over Manly Way. Um, I'll let you pick up the story about when you guys finally got home. Yeah, so after the game, naturally enough, we were all sick and sorry and bad on ourselves and disappointed and we, we all trudged off home to get changed and go back down to Manly Lease Club. Um, so as you rightly say, Mark lives across the road from me at Wheeler Heights and when I got home, I saw his car was there, and so I walked over to see how he was. And when I walked in, oh, it was horrible. He, his face oh. was black and blue. You could see he he'd had fractures of the the eye socket and or cheekbone or something and whatever. And anyway, so I said, mate, look, you, you need to go to hospital. Yep. And as much as he, he's tough and had a yeah. very high pain threshold, I said, mate, come on, let's go. So I took him off to hospital and. And his then wife stayed home with the, the two girls, and Linda, my wife, was home with our three kids. And but uh, he um, ended up staying in hospital, of course, and having to get uh, fixed up for smashed cheekbone, fash, smashed uh, eye socket. Which wow. they said if you'd have got another whack in the eye, in the cheekbone, the eye socket, you probably would have lost the sight of your eye and things like that. But you know. That's how tough he was. He played on after that blue mm. uh, with all these injuries. And and he did too, didn't he? He did. And, um, you know, he did, probably didn't play quite nearly as strongly as what you'd expect of Mark, but yep. he certainly played tough and uh, he did the job he had to do given that Terry Randall had gone off uh, from our side. It was another tough one. Illawarra ended the big time, 1982. You were an obvious priority being a local boy. The honour of captaining the Steelers in the inaugural year. Very cool. Oh, yeah, big. Yeah, it's probably yeah. one of, certainly a highlight of my career. Um, sorry. Means a lot. It does. I, um, I love the chance to go back to Illawarra. Um, I had the... It was interesting, you know, I could have um, gone to East, Bozo wanted me to go there. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to, to Brisbane as well to play with um, potentially Wayne Bennett at South Brisbane, wow. um, but ultimately with Arthur Beetson at um, Dolphins. Yep. Um, and I, crazy, Brisbane would have been a great Choice either way, South Brisbane or, or Dolphins. Or Redcliffe, yeah. But um, I ended up. I, I chose Illawarra, not not because of the captaincy, but the fact that it was what Illawarra needed yes. as a as a breeding ground for rugby league yep. players. 
Um, when you think of the Harry Wellses and the Keith Barnes and the Graham Langlands and the Bozo Fultons and the, the all, all the other guys, your Royce Ailiffs and yeah. uh, Craig Youngs and all sorts of players that <coughs> come from down there uh, to play in Sydney, that there was a lot more kids coming through that um, would benefit from it. Um, and so I met with both Alan Fitzgibbon and Bob Millward, uh, who was the secretary, if you like, of the club, yep. push, pushing it really hard at that time on a couple of occasions and they met at my parents' place at Jeringong and um, and ultimately they, on the second or the third occasion they said, look, John, you know, we, we'd like to get this finished. Yep. Um, we'd like to offer you the captain's role, not just because we want to sign you, but because we believe you'll be the best person for the job out of all the players we're talking to, etc. So uh, it was huge and especially coming from, <coughs> pardon me, a guy like Alan Fitzgibbon. Yep. Um, he's an amazing man. He's he's 100%, you know, and everyone knows Craig Fitzgibbon. Well, you know, he's a chip off the old block. Amazingly so. And, um, yeah, so I was blessed to have that chance and I went down there for a two-year agreement and, you know, then things happened from there. I love how you say Illawarra needed it and it did. The region needed it. The benefits have been huge in the, you know, 40-odd years since. It looks very different at the moment with St George and Illawarra, but football is once again... um, a priority in the Illawarra, and there's something for these young kids to aspire to. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, you, you know, the, I'm not so sure whether all of the best players from the Illawarra region get pulled into the Illawarra brand or the St George Illawarra brand these yep. days. Yeah, there's plenty of kids that go through, but, you know, the, for me, from what I see, I, I, I don't see that the the 80-90% factor happening. It doesn't happen anymore, does it? No, you know what? I don't think it happens at any club because the the radars of clubs are so wide now that if a 16-year-old from Balimba or uh, from Griffith, Grafton or Greystones excels, it seems everyone knows about them straight away. Yeah, they do, and they, they know it before they're really ready to, to yeah. go, you know. Um, but at the same time... Uh, you know, I think those in place down there are trying their best, but yep. as, as you rightly say, you know, that the scouting system is much more different today than what it used to be and, and where players today are looking for the best opportunity to get the best money and promote themselves as a footballer. Um, yeah, not everyone's keen to want to stay in their local area. So, yeah. And that, that's therein lies another conundrum where, I think with young kids today, because they're probably so good at what they think is their sport at that time that they mm. then go on to try and get into the big league, yep. that when they don't make it, a lot of kids are embarrassed to come back and play for their junior club yeah. uh, and give other people the benefit of their experience yep. and, and expertise in playing footy mm. uh, and thereby I think especially country rugby league Loses out uh, because country rugby league years gone by used to be, um, you know, just a smidgen under Sydney. It wasn't such the depth it is today. It certainly wasn't second level football, the country rugby league. There were superstars in the 1970s scattered across New South Wales and Queensland that were playing 
in local competitions, Australian representatives. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But the game's changed. What's your highlight from your time at the Steelers? Is it game one or is there something else that, that stands out? That's uh, a couple. Game one, definitely. Um, happened to play against Penrith. Yep. And their captain happened to be Daryl Broman yeah. on the day. Um, and they they won the the toss yep. and the game. Uh, but we pushed them pretty good for yeah. our, our first game um, and was happy with that. Um, the, the biggest we, – we won, I think it was six games that – that mm. year, um, so we, we didn't do too bad. Uh, we didn't come last. Canberra came yeah. last. We, we were second last. But um, so we, we were happy with that, that we, we weren't last on, yeah. on the table. And the, the other one was that when did happen to personal mostly, but certainly the guys got involved in it, is that we, uh, we beat Manly <laughs> at Illawarra, Wollongong Showground, uh, with a field goal from... No, nonetheless, yep. about 30 yards, 30 metres out and, um, yeah, 26-25 or 25-24 or something like mm. that it was. Terrific memory. Four years at the Steelers, it was intertwined with journeys to the UK who at that time they played during our off-season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a big deal and controversy at the time you were playing over there, wasn't there? Uh, no, before I guess uh, that I'm aware of. I'm not sure the other one. You, you might you might pull it in in a moment. But um, what what happened was um, a guy called Colin Hutton, who was the then chairman of Hulk Kingston Rovers, yep. was out visiting to look at talent to take back to Hulk Kingston Rovers, such as your Arthur Beats and your and yep. your Alan Fitzgibbons and Bobby Smithies played played there and other players as well. But um, so he happened to come along to a game that Illawarra were playing against St George at Cogra, yep. and he came into the shed after the game. He asked Alan Fitzgibbon and Bob Millwood if he could talk to players. And anyway, he came up to me and he said, "Hello, John, you're all right." And um, to do, he introduced himself as Colin, as the chairman of Hull KR, and he said, oh, did, "Did you enjoy England while you were there at playing at Lee?" I said, "Oh, mate, did absolutely loved it. Love to go back one day." He said, "Oh, would you?" And I said, "Yeah, I would." And he said, "Would you like to come to Hull KR?" And I've gone, oh, yeah, I'd love to have a chat about going yeah. back to England. And so anyway, precipitated from that. So that was 83. Yes. Uh, early 83. And so, but what was in then was a ban on international transfers. That's what it was. And um, so ultimately in talking to Colin on the phone and things like that, that oh, actually prior to that and after the game, I think it was, I said, oh, what about the ban? He said, oh, well, let's look after that. We'll, we'll sort you out first. Yeah. I said, okay. So anyway, I signed up uh, to go over, uh, take the wife and three kids with me, and um, then there was a little hullabaloo broke loose between Holkingston Rovers and the international game and, and Australian Rugby League as to the ban. Yeah. And they took it on. They um, took it to court here in Australia mm. and went to court. Went in and they said, what are you going for? Well, you know, I'm a footballer. I like to play in England. I've played there before and, mm. you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this rule that stands at the moment shouldn't stand and doesn't yeah. stand. And anyway, the, the judge went away and said, oh, I'll take it off. What do they call it? Take it on notice, whatever it is. And I uh, went away for a week and thought about it and come back and said, oh, look, this is not in my jurisdiction. I want you guys to go away and mediate it first and yep. and then go from there. And I guess the politics from, from where I view it is 
or has anyone spoken to anyone and said, oh, look, we can sort this out yep. um, equally or whatever. And um, so ultimately the bottom line was that, yeah, the ban was lifted. Yes. Uh, I got to take my wife and three kids across to, to play hockey up. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Success over there was amazing. A win ratio of just under 70%. Premiership finals, a Harry Sunderland medal, which is their version of the Clive Churchill with Hull KR and the win over Castleford. Where does that rank in terms of career highlights? High. Yeah. Another (laughs) emotional moment. Um, But it is high because... You know, as an Australian player and having tasted it before, I, I really wanted to play well and do well, yeah. uh, both for myself and for, for the club, yep. um, as I did back here playing in the Sydney clubs. Um, but the, the opportunity to play in a grand final as it was their premiership yeah. final, um, I'd never had that opportunity in mm. Sydney, so it was, it was a big thing. And uh, we played against Cass at... Uh, Headingley at Leeds, um, and it was a full house. Uh, I, I'm not so sure whether I was the best choice because there was other players. Given it was a tough game, and yep. Castle always put up a tough game, and uh, but yeah, naturally enough, I was extremely happy that yes, I was able that. to receive it, and um, yeah, so I was blessed that way. Scored a try and set one up, and turn some different things around in the game and all that sort of jazz. And um, i always thankful and grateful for the opportunity that uh, Colin Hutton gave me. And Roger Millward was our coach. Yep. Uh, he was terrific. He, he wasn't uh, the tactician that Warren Ryan or, or even um, Roy Masters were, but yep. – uh, he was uh, he was not unlike Roy in pulling the, the lads together yeah. and, uh, and making it a, a group and a team and and being able to work together. Because I remember going up to Roger on one time early in the piece to say, hey, Roger, what about um, uh, playing a particular move and getting our centres together and creating blah, blah, blah? He said, listen, lad, he said, you play first grade. I said, yeah. He said, well, mate, you play first grade, get out there and play. You know how to play. Um, and he said, I want you to play off the top of your head. You know, enjoy the game. Wow. Uh, and that that really sat with me that, you know, yeah, you've got to get back and enjoy it. And, yep. and for me, going back to England then, and as much as Illawarra wasn't as structured as, as your um, Warren Ryan's and stuff like that, yeah. uh, it, 
it gave me the ability to get back and enjoy the game. Enjoy and I would have said that back then, as I do now, I think the English game is probably five years behind Australia. Yep. Um, even today, from what I've seen, mm. uh, and you know, back then it was yeah, it was enjoyable. Mate, does the name Bob Beardmore ring a bell? Certainly does. Brothers Bob Beardmore. What uh, what stands out from from Bob? Tough player. Mm-hmm. And uh, either scored or kicked the winning goal at Challenge Cup in 86. Yeah, 1986 Challenge Cup final. Oh, you mongrel. He was the one that kicked the field goal that uh, that beat you. To be there, to experience it, that surely is just something that will live with you forever. If I've got top five highlights, going to Wembley as a player is one of them. Yeah. Um, we didn't win. Cass got back on us. We got them the premiership yeah. in 84. But 86 this was, the Challenge Cup. We we go down to to uh, London on the Thursday. Uh, we stay overnight. We have a walk around the ground on the Friday. Mm. Uh, get a feel for it. Cass were there either just before or just after us um, doing the same thing. Uh, you go into the shed, you have a look at it. Uh, but but what really gets you is when you walk out of the tunnel, and of course Wembley's knocked down now, the old Wembley. Yeah. Um, you walk out of the tunnel, and there's um, the chairman, the coach, uh, the captain, the fullback down the the players, and so yeah. I'm down in the about halfway or bottom half of the the line. You physically feel the cheering come across your body. Really? As you um, walk out. It's unbelievable. And um, I've never, ever, except one other time, felt anything the same. That emotion, that adrenaline. No. And the other time was when I walked out as coach of Wigan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, walking out at that time and seeing the, the red and white and the whole KR and and the, the fans and th- just the huge expanse of Wembley yep. with its dog track around it um, reminded me of Wollongong Showground, not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but it could have been, you know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was that big. 1987, the New South Wales Rugby League return. It was mid-season. It was with the North Sydney Bears. How did that come about? Uh, I got a call from uh, Frank Stanton, um, their fullback. I think it was Ross, maybe Ross Connellan at the time. Yeah. Um, got injured and needed a fullback. Uh, was I interested? I said, yeah, sure, I'd love to come back uh, and play. So finished 87, went back to uh, to North. This is amazing. Still playing good footy. This is 16 seasons after your senior rep debut. You were selected as the country origin fullback in 88. Amazing longevity, John, at a time where the game had changed dramatically and was changing dramatically by the year. Yeah. Um, Warren Ryan was coach. Yep. Country team. Uh, Gary Jack had been selected um, to make sure that's that's known. Uh, but Gary was injured. Yes. I think it might have been a hamstring injury. Um, and couldn't play, so they asked Warren Ryan who he wanted, and he, he said me. Um, yeah, and in '88 I, I was playing pretty well for Norse. Yes. Uh, I was 
again off the back of having another season in England in '86, '7. Yeah. I was enjoying my game, and I don't only had half a season at, at North, and, um, and then back in the pre-season, the whole thing at, at North and under Frank Stanton, and um, and so yeah, I um, yeah, I loved it. It was it was a great opportunity, and we country should have won that game. Mm. I had a try disallowed. Bloody referees. <laughs> Bloody referees. Some things don't change. Mate, do you remember your last game of footy? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, oh, no, it's here. Tell why. It wasn't Halifax I was at, was it? It was, um, okay, I was at before I went to North, so mm. <laughs> apologies. It was. I went to Halifax after uh, North, and um, I happened to be playing in a, a game against... Uh, Bradford, and I was given the referee because we were a second division team and Bradford were a first division yep. team, and the referee happened to be um, Stuart Cummings. There you go. And he was a young bloke back yeah. then and making a name for himself. And I said, referee, I said, this is not on. I said, mate, they're getting away with so much. He said, you have another go at me, lad, you're off. And anyway... He sent me off after another couple yeah, of games. Another game, yeah, another game, yeah. Um, so that was my very last game. Coaching as a head coach in the UK and assistant at a couple of joints here in Australia. You've had an interest in the political arena. You've been in and around the clubs industry for decades. It seems you haven't slowed down and, and stopped at all. You've you've lived life to its absolute fullest. Yeah, I, I guess I've tried. I've enjoyed Everything I've done, yep. Andy, there's been some moments where, for instance, should I have gone to Manly? Well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> should I have gone yeah. to Newtown or done something else? Um, should I have um, agreed to Brian Smith to come back to play for him in uh, 84? Mm. Uh, maybe I should have stayed at Hulk Kingston Rovers and had the summer off and, yep. you know, and all those sorts of things. Uh, should I have um, <clears throat> stayed on after coaching Halifax and yep. – um, like, Sort of thing, um, maybe so. Even Wigan, should I have taken that job mm. on? Maybe I was too fresh as a coach, uh, but I, I knew I had the ability to do it. Uh, unfortunately, and you mentioned politics. Politics is in rugby league, and yeah, I don't care is. whether it's back then or it's today. And there's dead set politics in rugby yep. league, and it drive you nuts. Drives you nuts. Yeah. It stinks. I hate it. Yep. Um, and politics in the political forum stinks. Um, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. Um, and when you get out there to do the very best for your club that you play for or the area you work, live in, yeah. um, you know, it shouldn't be how it is um, anyway. But that's how people are, are built. Mate, do you enjoy the modern game? Do you watch? Do you still get engaged or excited by it? Uh, in fear of sounding like... Couple of old buggers. It has changed a lot, but does it still do it for you? I look. I compared my view of rugby league the same as I did when I went to England back in '83. That yep. the game had changed in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, the game was about to change and changing in England. Yep. Uh, the game has evolved certainly over here. Uh, some of the rules are, are the changes. I, I don't agree with. I don't yep. certainly the. Uh, play on in lieu of a penalty is a, is a shocker. Yeah. You're either offside or you're not. Or you're not. Mm. Um, and it, 
you know, it might keep the game going quickly, but at the same time, that they need to change, give the the team, the players, um, fifteen seconds to make the kick instead of bloody two minutes and things yeah. like that. You know, um, and there's some things when players go down injured, are they really injured? Mm. But you you got to take caution to that one. Yeah. Um, I'm not so sure whether the left and right. Centre pairing and second row pairing, mm. uh, and your lock and your five eight pairings are are um, are right for the game in every game. Um, if I was coaching, and I um, I know I would be getting some players together more often than not because yeah. I know that they would make things happen that don't happen today. Yeah. You know, and that's just an observer of a a little old bloke that's you know played the game and coached, but. Um, yeah, it's a different game today. Um, yeah, do I watch it? Yes, I do. Not as much as I once upon, yeah. upon a time did. Uh, I probably got a lot more engaged out of last year and 2021 when my son uh, Dane got mm. um, involved with South Sydney second team and and uh, assistant coaching mm. roles um, with um, first grade that is that, you know, it, Watching them play, and he he would talk to me, and I'd talk to him, and he'd ask me questions, and I'd give him my two bobs worth, and yeah. um, I say, but mate, don't just listen to me. Talk to the gurus of the game. Does Dane and Jason listen to you? Do you listen to that all the time? Oh, I'm sure they don't, but yeah. you know, um, but wisely they they wouldn't, <laughs> uh, you know, because you know, look, I I just look at the players. So well, you know, you, you got to look at the opposition too. You don't just yeah. look at your own players. Uh, and you know you got to do your homework on the mm. opposition as much as you do on your own players, and and I, I know they do because the the video replays they have today are much more benefit the, to them today than what they used yeah. to be. You know, they break the game right down to one bloke standing still in the game for yep. <laughs> for a half a minute. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the game to a point, but it's too repetitious. 239 first grade games in Australia, 91 overseas. All levels of rep footy ticked off the list and amazingly, 18 seasons. It's a pretty slight frame in an era where brutality and violence was very, very real. Your feats on the field are still remember fondly to this day. Off the field, your reputation is actually even better. The absolute gentleman. It's been a pleasure catching up. It has been far too long. Joe Cool, John Dorohy, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks, Andy. I really appreciate the opportunity to reminisce um, and talk to an old mate. <laughs> um, we but, could sit here for hours, uh, you know. Oh, we could, that's for sure. We, plenty to talk about. But um, it's been great. Look, I wish you all the best. It's a fantastic uh, thing you're doing and people will get plenty from it. And thank you to everyone. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, This is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. 
We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon, legends.